Welcome to another edition of the Carmeline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. Joining me today is the Director of Technical Service, Mr. Paula Jamis. And Paul, I think I think we're fighting. What are we what are we fighting? Well, you're I learned something about you. You're the kind of guy who'd probably like let me walk around with something on my face all day. Not say anything. I N- not normally. I, I enjoy pointing out those kinds of things. So, like, we're we're at episode, like, 40? Is this episode 40? Uh, yeah, I think so. So, 40 episodes. If you've listened to this much of me talk, you know that from time to time, I will make up a word. <laughs> so, we're going to go back here. Yeah. So this, is, gonna... this is your wife's fault. This is the lovely Mrs. Walker pointed out that degradated is not a word. She even pointed out that you wouldn't go on to say degraded immediately afterwards i just i never really thought of it as not being a word i totally looked at it as eh, you're from st louis that's the way you people talk here god i didn't say worse <laughs> before just degraded i don't know degradation is a word so i you know this is what my brain does <laughs> guess who's not editing any of my term papers this this semester <laughs> So, yeah, know that about Paul, people. He will let you fly in the wind. No, I would enjoy being able to say halfway (laughs) through a day, uh, you got a little schmutz on your face there. A little schmutz. Yeah. So, hey, Paul, how do they uh, get a hold of us to let us know about that schmutz? Yeah. They can reach us on email. They can get us at technicalservice at carboline.com. Jack's on Twitter at Jack underscore CTSP. I'm at Paul underscore CTSP. And... Today's episode is really going to be an example of what happens when people send us information. Well, I was going to say, many moons ago, we used to say, this is a podcast for you. And so today we're, we're bringing that into practice. So we got an email here from uh, Tyler Curry, and he, and he asked us a question. He said, can you guys do a segment on anchor profiles and BMRs with type 2 gauges? I seem to get different information from different inspectors on the proper way of taking gauge readings when it comes to different profiles and or substrates. I have inspectors tell me that I should be zeroing out on the blasted surface. I have some tell me that a calibrated shim on a flat steel is fine. I also had an ACE inspector tell me that it doesn't matter and that type 2 gauges read through the middle of an anchor profile and that you shouldn't have to calibrate to the blasted surface. So Tyler, that's a lot, but we're going to kind of talk about it throughout this whole episode. And, and if I'm going to try to point it out right away, that way I don't leave schmutz on anybody's face, <laughs> they're all right. Kind it de- of. Yeah. It depends on which gauges you're talking about and what your conditions are. Keep in mind, too, if you listen way back, 33 weeks ago, episode number seven, we talked about PA2, the application of it, how you measure it. We had Paul Kennington in, and we did a nice interview with him, and we talked about a lot of this stuff. We didn't get into base metal readings. We didn't get into some of the type one gauges, but we did talk about PA2 and whole. And that's the first thing I want to kind of nitpick here a little bit is the BMR or the base metal reading is something that you use with a type one gauge. It's not something that you would do with a type two gauge. Right. So like Jack just pointed out, there's two different types of gauges that we'll use for measuring dry film thickness. The type one gauge is classified as a magnetic pull-off gauge. And what we're looking at is it's a permanent magnet, a calibrated spring, and a scale. And this device, sometimes you'll hear them called banana gauges. Yeah. 
You'll also see them as a, they make a pencil gauge for doing small spaces. Mm-hmm. You'll see a lot of times an inspector carries them in their pocket. And they're able to do dry film thickness readings. Since these are manual gauges, you need to do a validation to make sure that you're measuring in the right range for the dry film thicknesses that you're expecting for that job. With those type 1 gauges, you will take a BMR, base metal reading, where you will do several readings to see what the blasted surface profile gives you. Then you take that number and you will subtract it later from your measured dry film thickness. As Jack said, we're going to subtract that base metal reading. And what that base metal reading is a measurement of how does the gauge respond to the bare surface profile, the prepared surface, the metallic substrate, how does it respond to that in relation to having paint on it or not having paint on it? Because that's what we're trying to figure out. So the type of steel it is is going to have an effect on the magnet the depth of the profile, how dense the profile is, whether it's peened or a a sharp angular anchor profile, all of those are going to have an effect on how that magnet responds. So what you want to do is test that magnet and validate it with no paint on part of it. So sometimes you'll see these where what they consider it is a reference sample or a spot that says this steel is the same or very similar to with the same profile or very similar to what's on the rest of the job. And that way you can use that to validate the calibration of your instrument. The inspector who said you need to zero it out to bare metal is correct in one way if you're talking about a type 1 gauge. The type 1 gauge has to be set so that you know how that gauge is reading that metal that you are working with. When we move to a type 2 gauge, this is the electronic gauge that is more commonly used in 2018 right. in the industry. You know, that type 1 gauge is is the original. It's, it's the fossil, if you will, but it is still used a lot in places where you need intrinsically safe tools to read. That's probably the most common place that we see them now is, is some place where they can't have electronics in. Moving on to the type 2 gauges, now these like the type 1 gauges, are calibrated by the manufacturer. That's right. So one of the, in the field, the common phrase is to use is, let's calibrate it, let's get it ready, let's get it ready, let's calibrate it. That's not really an accurate description. They are only calibrated in the factory. If you have a gauge that's out of calibration, you need to send it back and have an authorized repair facility or the manufacturer do that repair for you. All we can do in the field is validate it and make adjustments. That's where that plastic shin comes in. That's where we're going to verify the accuracy of our type 2 gauges. So every type 2 gauge comes with a set of plastic shims. Those plastic shims vary in thickness. They'll be everything from 1 mil up to 20 mils. You want to use the plastic shim that is closest to the thickness of your coating system. So when you're doing this verification, you can look at it and do, there's two types of verifications that you can do. You can do a single point which you just pick the shim that's closest to where you expect the majority of your readings to be. Or you can do a two-point adjustment, in which case you pick one that's just a little bit less than where you think you're going to be and one that's a little bit more than you think it's going to be. And that way you can verify that everything you're reading in that range is going to be accurate with two points of adjustment. And the two-point adjustment or the two-point verification is more accurate than a one-point, but one-point is acceptable by all of the dry film thickness standard readings. So those shims are very important. Tyler, in your question, that is the inspector that is the most correct is the one to use the shims. 
That being said, the inspector that says that that magnetic gauge reads somewhere in the middle of the profile, that that is a true statement. Yeah. But you have to verify the calibration by using the plastic shims. What you're going to get, this little envelope. Make sure that you always hold on to it. Keep it in good shape. That's going to have your plastic shims in it. You can reorder new ones as they get worn and tattered. You lose them. You can order new ones. The factories will all send you some. And you want to look for the certificate that says what their measured thicknesses should be. And that'll help ensure that your accuracy is as good as it can be. All right, we need to take a break to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Carboline. This month, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Carbocrete line of floor coatings that Carboline has offered. These are urethane cements that have high moisture vapor transmission resistance. A lot of them contain polygene, an antimicrobial ingredient to help in food and beverage facilities. These are heavy-duty floors that have really good mechanical damage and thermal shock capabilities. And they offer protection that you can stand on. And the shims discussion helps me bring up another point that I feel like we have to bring up again. Even though we talked about it in episode 7 when we talked about PA2, constantly we are still getting the question of, I had it today, had it an hour ago. My surface profile is 3.8 mils. My coating is recommended at 2 to 3 mils. How do I do that? Once again, 2 to 3 mils is above the peaks. This should be common knowledge, but it is lost on a lot of people. So think about it in this way. If you weren't measuring above the peaks, why would you lay a plastic shim to check for verification above the peaks of your blast profile? You know, I used to try to think of how the best way to explain this to people too. And, and when we had Paul on for episode seven, that perfect example of that's what you use a comb for. When you use a wet film gauge and you measure it, you're only measuring above the peaks. Those wet film gauges don't go below the peak. So no. when you do your calculation, it should match what you measured. So it is always above the peaks. Yeah, it was one of our salesmen and I said, congratulations, you get to sell more paint. Because really, you're just filling in more valleys now. You're increasing the surface area of what you're painting. The one thing to keep in consideration when you have a excessive blast profile it's now that you want to stay on the lower end of film thickness for the top coats that are going over it. That's right, because we're going to be looking at the whole thickness of what's in there. We're only counting what's above the peak, but when the paint is curing, it's going to affect your dry schedule. It's going to affect your coverage rates, and all of those need to be kept in consideration when you're trying to work out your whole system. So quickly to review for Tyler's question, for type 2 gauges, you want to use the plastic shim to verify that it's within calibration. If it is outside of calibration, you need to send it back to an authorized repairman or the dealer to get it recalibrated. With type 1 gauges, you would use the BMR, the base metal reading, to give you an indication to add or subtract when you take your readings once it is coated. And the type 2 gauges do read down into the profile. That's right. Everybody was a little bit right. Hopefully we help to clear this up a little bit more for you. I know this is a complicated topic and, and one that a lot of people have a misunderstanding for. If there's any other follow-up questions, like we said at the beginning, feel free to hit us up on email or on Twitter and we can discuss this further. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll see you next Monday. Say Carbolite